0: blog talk radio all right guys
1: two-minute round, your hooks and jabs look at female boxing. This is episode number 72. My name is Felipe León, and with me tonight on a special Wednesday night edition of the show all the way from the Bay Area near San Francisco, California, is Miss Mrs. Lupi Gutierrez. Lupi, how you doing tonight? Hey,
2: good, good.
1: Hey, fight fans. Good. So, uh, ironically, we had the show, we scheduled the show for tonight, Wednesday, when... And many of you might know that our regular night is Thursday night, every other Thursday night. But we scheduled the show on a Wednesday night so that we could have David Avila here because he's going to be covering the fight from the Fantasy Springs Casino tomorrow night. But ironically, he's not able to be with us tonight because he went to cover a special press conference that was held at the Beverly Hills Wilshire Hotel tonight or this afternoon Um, where one of the fights that are being presented there is uh, Southern California's own Adelaida La Cobra Reese. So he went to cover that. He did mention that he was going to try to call in and maybe talk about what went down there and other things. But uh, he's probably driving back home from L.A. to Riverside. At this time of the the day, it could be pretty hectic. But we do have a special uh, show tonight where we're going to have three very special ladies calling in. We're going to have Blanca Gutierrez, who is the uh, – what would you call her? Is she, like, the president or um, CEO? Or what's her actual title there at the yeah. Beautiful Brawlers? Um, beautiful Brawlers,
2: she's the founder, mm. one of the coaches.
1: So founder and coaches, uh, coach the of the ladies. Beautiful Brawlers, yeah. the box lady. At a, we just um, call her the boss. Yeah, in the West Coast. Then we're also going to have former WBC heavyweight champion, Marta Salazar, who I believe is also a coach with the Beautiful Brawlers, and former world champion Karina Moreno, who uh, all these women are going to be inducted into the International Women's Hall of of Fame next weekend, not this weekend, but the following weekend after that, the last weekend of August. And also uh, we might touch uh, on the fact that maybe Karina Moreno is making a comeback. She did have a fight recently in Tijuana, and uh, we'll talk about that with her as well. They're all going to be calling at the same time uh, in about 15 minutes. So before we go into that, let's go a little bit back into the rewind and talk about the last couple of weeks in female fights, which was actually anticlimactic. There wasn't that many fights, and the ones that there were, there wasn't that that big things happening. Um, Going back to Saturday, August 10th, from Jalisco, Mexico, Sanford gave us on the SECA channel, the interim WBA junior flyweight champion, Jessica Neri-Platas, in a non-championship uh, title fight. So this was only an eight-rounder against the overmatched Barbara Martinez. Uh, scores there were 80-72 three times. The fight I watched, there was really nothing special about it. Jessica neri Plata. Mm-hmm. she dominated Throughout the eight rounds, uh, I'm surprised she wasn't able to knock her out. But Neri Platas does mention that she wants a bigger game uh, by the end of the year, if not next year. On Friday, August the 16th, this last Friday that just passed from San Juan, Argentina, the Leonella, Paola Yudica, uh, and Isabel Mian fight ended in a no contest after an accidental headbutt opened a gash on Yudica's forehead. So Millán... Mentioned that they hope to make the rematch soon. And also on that card, Maria Cecilia Roman scored a unanimous decision over Julieta Andrea Cardosa to defend her IBF 118-pound title. Scores were 99-91, 98-92, and 93-93. Actually, that was a majority decision. And the same night on Friday in Ladero, Texas, Irlanda Paola Torres scored a split decision win over veteran Cristina Fuentes in a ten rounder at featherweight. Scores there were 96-94 for Fuentes and 97-93 and 96-94 for Torres. And lastly, in the um, results, the one that had mentioned that she was going to retire, and now it looks like she's back after no retirement, not even a week or two weeks went by, Shelly Vince scored a unanimous decision. Yeah, Shelly Vince scored a United Decision over Karen Doolin in a six-rounder. Scores were 60 51 60, 53, and 59, 55. And I just saw she posted a video, I think, West, yesterday, where she's still training, says she's going to be ready in case she gets some kind of opportunity. So I, I think the retirement went out the window for Shelly Vince. I mean, she's close to 40. She mentioned that the reason she was retiring, she was getting a little bit older. But female boxing, I mean, if, they take, if you take care of yourself and a lot of these women got their start boxing a little bit later in life, you can make it into your 50s. I mean, we've seen it. We saw it with Alicia Ashley. We've seen it with um, Martha she Salazar.
2: She got her WBC at 45, I
1: think. Martha Salazar. Then we saw it with um, uh, 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 Jolene Blackshear, who was in her 40s. I think even early 50s. I'm not sure, but I know she was in her 40s at least. Uh, when she was still fighting. And then there was the uh, Eileen Olszewski, who was also, like, in her 40s and kept fighting. She's still fighting. So, I mean, you could get into your 40s and, and still perform. And even in the case of Alicia actually even performing to your 50s. So um, mm-hmm. maybe we'll see that from Shelly Vincent. I mean, she still has some time. She's in her late 30s. But she was already trying to see if she could retire. Again, two-minute round, your hooks and jabs look at female boxing. In not too long, we're going to have uh, Blanca Gutierrez, the founder of the Beautiful Brawlers, uh, former world champion Karina Moreno, and former WBC heavyweight champion Marta Salazar calling in to talk about their upcoming induction into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame, which is going to be held in the Bay Area of California uh, the last weekend of the month, which is uh, in about eight or nine days. Also, uh, if you want to call in and talk uh female boxing, you can do so at 323-580-5735, 323-580-5735. Let's go a little bit into the fight chatter and one thing that was announced a couple uh, in the last couple of weeks is Ava Knight, former world champion uh WBC IBF. Um She's spotted some of the bigger names in the sport in her weight class, announced that she's making the jump to MMA and will be making her debut for Bellator in September. Lupi, did you see that news? What do you think of that?
2: Yeah, I did. I was happy when I first saw that. I'm like, we're so proud of Ava Knight. She's our Northern California champion. Um, I mean, make the jump. She's tough. She's a tough girl. And if she's not going to get what she wants in boxing, let's see if she can do it in MMA.
1: That's true. I mean, she did um, sign, or at least she was somehow uh, associated in last run in um, with uh, Mayweather Promotions. She, mm-hmm. she Actually, she had fought. Um, she had taken a hiatus after 2016. She fought on April 23rd in 2016 and then didn't fight again until July of last year. And when she fought again in July of last year, it was um, – Associated with Mayweather Promotions And since, since then She's had five fights uh, She beat Lisa Daniels Which has been one of the most active times Of her career Okay, Because throughout her career It's been very sporadic Even though she's faced Kalisha West A couple times She faced Elena Reed She faced, uh, she faced uh, Ana Maria Torres She's faced um, Mariana Juarez She's faced uh, Iber La Roca Zamora Uh, Jacette Noriega, she's faced a lot of of named fighters, but very sporadically she never really got a big push in her career, even though she signed at one point with HG Boxing which is a big time Mexican promoter years ago before that whole promotional company dissolved, at one point they had um, other female fighters like Areli Monsigno, who she also fought, Even I did, they had uh, Kalisha West for a couple fights and then that company dissolved, and Ava um, uh, ended up uh, taking a break and then came back with Mayweather Promotions. And she fought Lisa Daniels in July, beat her unanimous decision. Then she fought Nancy Franco of, of September of last year, beat her unanimous decision. Then she beat the tough Mayela Perez in April of last year, unanimous decision. Then there was a technical draw against Argentinian Luna del Martorrova, which was in February of this year. And then she had just fought again in May of this year. And, but really, these opponents against Crystal Hoy, really these opponents and these wins that she got in the, her last five wins in, in less than a year really didn't put her name on the map. Nobody was talking about her. Nobody was calling her out. Yeah. Nobody was looking to mm-hmm. fight Ava Knight. And she decided to make mm-hmm. the jump to MMA. You know, she's not the first. I mean, obviously, the biggest name that we've seen go from boxing to MMA and be very successful at it is Holly Holm but we also seen other fighters do it including Heather Hardy who has a big fight in boxing coming up for her so you know I don't know much about MMA it's not a sport that I follow I do know that um you know it's it's a bunch of different disciplines I mean you actually have stand-up Your stand-up attack, which you would consider your boxing, then you have your ground, which would consider, I don't know, jujitsu and and um, and wrestling, and then you gotta be able to kick, and you be able to do this, you gotta be able to do that. So for a fighter like Ava Knight, who has been concentrating on boxing for the majority of her adult life, and I don't know how long she's been training MMA, but we're gonna see how of a of a learning curve. Uh, and she's going to need to be successful at MMA. Heather Hardy, I mean, she did it. It did, She started a boxing way later in life as well, like in her mid-20s, and also made a jump to MMA. It didn't seem like she got the gist of it. She wasn't successful in MMA. Holly Holm did. You know, Holly Holm looked like she got the gist of it, and she's been very successful. I mean, she's become one of the biggest names in the UFC. Now it's just time to see how Ava Knight does.
2: Yeah, we'll see how she does. I mean, I think it's going to be really exciting to see where this comes. She's tough, you know, and I think a lot of the boxers, there's some boxers who didn't want anything to do with her. They don't want to fight her. And I think also she should have been matched with uh, Melissa McMorrow, and I don't think anyone wanted to pay for that. And that would have been the fight. That would have been a great fight. But if yeah, that would have been a great fight.
1: It, I mean, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it's tough. if You, you don't have a. And and it's very tough to make fights because fights cost money. I mean, I mean everybody wants to watch the fights, but they have to get paid. You know, and Ava Knight uh, at one point had gotten paid. She went and fought in Mexico a number of times, and she got paid to go down there. I mean, I don't think it was life-changing money, but she got paid. Um, but mm-hmm. at one point or another, there was never a promoter that was interested in making the Melissa McMorrow against Ava Knight fight, and that's why – that didn't come to fruition, even to the point where Mayweather didn't seem to be interested in that fight. And now Eva Knight has jumped over to Bellator. Now, no news as far as I can see, if she's going to continue with her boxing career, because she did have five fights in the last, in less than a year, which has been one of the most uh, busiest times for her. But we'll see what happens in September when she makes a jump at Bellator. And actually, I think today she posted a picture on her Instagram account where she was getting some, I guess some like, uh, kickboxing or Muay Thai sparring or or some kind of it wasn't boxing because they were wearing like these uh, protectors on their legs so so we'll see what 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 goes down with Ava Knight in MMA another new another uh, set of news that was uh, announced this week as well actually a couple of days ago was that the undisputed and undefeated welterweight champion Cecilia Breakhouse has switched trainers. And now, instead of being trained by Jonathan Banks of the Crump Gym fame, she goes with Abel Sanchez, which is a kind of of an ironic turn of events because Jonathan Banks is now the trainer, Gennady Golovkin, who we all know used to be trained by Abel Sanchez, and Cecilia Breakhouse, who in their last two or three fights worked with Jonathan Banks now is going to be trained by Abel Sanchez. And she is up in Big Bear with Abel at his facility out there in Big Bear, California. And according to reports, she's, uh reports, she likes it up there very much and uh, is looking to learn from Abel Sanchez. Uh, now, Lupe, there's no fight. Uh, at least she hasn't announced a fight for her next. But, uh, you know, the change of scenery might be good for, for break houses.
2: Yeah, it might be. It's beautiful in Big Bear. I used to go uh, skiing up there a lot. But, you know, I mean, but is she, hasn't she switched trainers? Like, isn't this her third in, like, three years? Or, is that true?
1: My, it it that might be. Yeah, her? I think right. she had a German, She ha- I think she had a German trainer before when she was actually, you know, when she, because she came up in, uh, in Germany, that's where she learned how to box. She had to leave her native Norway, her adopted home in Norway, because she's actually originally from Colombia. Mm -hmm. And um, she had to leave Norway for Germany and learn how to box there. And she had a trainer there. And then she came over and started working with Jonathan Banks. And now she has Abel Sanchez. So, I mean, yeah, she's switching trainers, which is something that not a lot of people advise to do. But, you know, I think that she has enough experience. And she's, I mean, she's undefeated. She's the undisputed longest reigning world female yeah. champions we've yeah. ever seen. So if somebody can make those switches, it's a seal of breakout. So before we Yeah,
2: and with the with the competition coming up, like there's some you know,
1: if there's a Clarissa
2: Shields yeah. or whatever, she might need to change.
1: That's a good point. Very good point. Um, before we touch on the other uh tidbits we have here for Fight Chatter, we do have our callers coming in. So let's do on the line here. First we're gonna go with four one five six nine four uh, good evening. You're on the air with the two-minute round. Who is this?
2: Uh, this is Blanca, if you can hear me.
1: Yes, we can hear you. you. Yes. Thank you, Blanca. Now, who would be – do you guys know who will be calling from an 831?
2: From an 831 – that would be Karina Moreno.
1: Okay, and then 650, is that Marta?
2: That would be Marta.
1: Okay, let me bring them all on. Hello, Karina. This is uh, Felipe from the two-minute round. How are you doing tonight? Good, how about yourself? Good, thank you. And let me bring on Martha, and then I'll do the uh, official introduction. Okay, here we go. Well, uh, for all our listeners out there, this is a two-minute round. Your hooks and jacks look at a female boxing every other Thursday night. But today on a special Wednesday night, we do have with us, from all the way from the Bay Area of California, Ms. Blanca Gutierrez, the founder of the Beautiful Brawlers, former world champion Karina Moreno, and former world champion, Martha Salazar. How are you ladies doing tonight? Doing great. Thank you
2: for having
1: us. Hey, Karina. Hey, Martha. There
2: you go.
1: Hello. (laughs) Hi, guys. So I'm going to pass the baton to Lupi. She'll get started, and then I'll close it up with you guys. Go ahead, Lupi.
2: All right. Okay, so let's start. Everybody who's listening, Fight Fans, Blanca's my sister, She's um, – you guys, I like to give a little background on you guys and then, uh, and then go with the questions, but sometimes when you guys are trailblazers, there's a lot of information. i got to try and cut it down. So um, my, Blanca, my sister, she's the owner of Babyface Boxing in Pacifica, California. You and Martha started the Beautiful Brawlers Boxing Series and promotion, and last year we started the Beautiful Brawlers International Team. The team traveled to Canada and swept the event. You were Martha Salazar's best friend and manager, and together you went all the way to where Martha became the 2014 WBC World Heavyweight Champion, and you're both WBC Care Ambassadors for Northern California. Blanca, this is your third induction into the Hall of Fame. You were inducted into our hometown of Pacifica's Hall of Fame in 2016, and in 2017 you were inducted into the West Coast Boxing Hall of Fame, and you will be inducted alongside Martha Ann into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame next Friday. You have three Ooh. beautiful brawlers. I know. It's, that's why it's a lot, trailblazers. You have three beautiful brawlers you to hang around the right people, right, like Martha Salazar and Karina Moreno. Yeah. So you have, Blanca, you have three beautiful brawlers team members who just stamped their tickets to the 2020 Olympic trials with one of those fighters coming out of your gym, Babyface Boxing. You are more than just a gym owner. You didn't stop there. Where are you headed, and what's next? Well, into old age, I'm probably going to keep on doing boxing, but where I'm headed is just I'm never going to give up until uh, Lupe Guterres or Alexis Gomez or even Mariana Gonzalez gets her shot and makes it to the Olympics. And um, boxing is just a lifestyle, it's something that I'll will have it forever. So. Biggest step is 2020, and that's for our Bay Area girls to try to get in there and and make it, win a gold medal. You know, um, the last uh, show, uh, Felipe asked me, and I'm going to ask you. He said, you know, the the girls who just came back from the Pan Am, you know, we had one gold medal, O'Shea Jones. Uh, We had a couple of bronze, and he asked, he goes, with the bronze medals, how do our girls who are going to the 2020, how does this make them feel? How are they going into the Olympics with that, with those kind of wins? Well, the girls that are winning or the girls that are winning the bronze or the girls that are going to go against them no, because the they're, girls they're, that they're feeling are really up, good. Like, yeah. Yeah, the hey, girls who are coming out. So I can tell you, um, Karina could tell you, she was like one of the first ever on the national team, right, Karina, taking a gold in Hungary? And yes. And the competition's much harder now. So I'm not saying the competition with Corinna wasn't harder. I'm saying Corinna beat somebody that was open. And, Corinna, you had, like, what, five, six fights? And then you went to the Worlds and you won the gold. So, yeah. you know, if you're good fighters, you're going to do well. And and I think that we have a lot of good fighters out there. So I'm saying that the world competition is tough. Tough. Yeah, it is tough. And we'll see. It's all coming up, uh, the Olympic trials at the end of this, or in the fall. Uh, Blanca, you have your ninth um, annual Beautiful Brawler show next week. You also are being inducted into the Hall of Fame the night before. What are we looking forward to in this ninth, um, ninth show? How do, how, how oh, do you uh, keep making them better and changing them each year? Well, actually, we all are there. I mean, the most important thing about the show, and Martha and Corinna will tell you, is it's not just the boxing. It's um, all the stuff that comes leads up to it where all the girls learn and get mentored from um, the, the pros or the boxers that are older, the ones that have already come before them. But we're looking at three girls that punched their ticket to the Olympic trials, Alexis Gomez, Mariana Gonzalez, and Lupe Gutierrez. But we're also looking at some of the uh, good fighters from Hawaii, Las Vegas. We got a lot of national champions on there. Um, I mean, just to, just to name a few, we got. Um, I mean, there's a lot out there. I'm just let me look it down my list. But we have a lot of little ones coming up too. So we got Daisy Bamberger, who's a national champion. Alexis Gomez, a national champion. We got Melissa Monroy, Sandra Tovar, who's a multiple national champion. So. We have a lot of good fighters on this card, but most of all, uh, we have a lot of little girls coming up too. And um, we just keep on bringing The fighters make the show. I always tell them that. They make the show. And so there's a lot of good fighters out there, so we never disappoint. No, never. And just one last thing. Um, all these fighters today, they're all going to be growing up. They're all gonna, some of them are going to go pro. And how is that going to look differently from 10 years ago, you know, when there's hardly any fighters or this whole generation moving at the same time, what's that going to look like? Are there going to be a lot of fights? I mean, are there a lot of competition? Well everybody's when a lot have of fight, fight. Like people aren't going to be ducking once all the national, once all the amateurs come on that know how to fight, there won't be people ducking because they're used to fighting the best opponents. So it's going to mm-hmm. be a nice nice thing. when Martha, let me just put it this way when Martha had her last fight in Mexico. That's probably the biggest payday um, he had, right, Martha? And they treated us great, so the tide was already turning a little bit. So at least for us, and so it's getting better. Uh, Pay-wise, that's what people want. They want money. They put their lives on the line like everybody else, right? So they want higher pay Mm -hmm. and more exposure on TV. You know, if Corinna was, um, I think, like, people like Corinna, who's still a great fighter, should be on HBO, well, I guess that's not going anymore, but she should be on <laughs> Showbox and other things, too, because Corinna's amazing, you know? Like, we still, she's still a good fighter. I want, you know, if talking about that, I'd like to see Corinna fight, um, who's that girl I want you to fight, Corinna? Marta, Fabella, is, is, is that the girl Fabiana? Yeah. Oh, Batiki. Batiki. Yeah, I want to <laughs> the see girl back in um <laughs> I, let's just not talk about that. I want to see Corinna well winning another WBC strap, and I think she should go for it. That's my personal opinion.
3: Thank you. She'll win it I too. Love it. <laughs>
2: yeah, she will
0: win
2: it. She will win it. <laughs> she will. <laughs> hey, so Felipe, how do you want to do this? Do You want me to go down the line, or do you want to talk yeah. to Blanca next?
1: No, go ahead. Go ahead. You okay. do. You do, uh, and then I'll go. I'll jump in when, when you're done.
2: Okay, so you are, I'll move on to Mar- Marquita. Martita. Oh. Yeah, so, so. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey okay. in
0: 2014,
2: at the age of 45, you became the WBC World Heavyweight Champ. You are Northern California's yeah. WBC Cares Ambassador. I know. Oh, You're baby, baby Face Boxing Coach, Beautiful brothers Coach and Partner, and so much more. Last year you were inducted into the West Coast Boxing Hall of Fame and next week into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You were also, <laughs> you were also, you were also the first woman to box on HBO, isn't that right?
0: Yes, on pay-per-view.
2: On pay-per-view? In, was, uh, what, you, what, yeah,
0: who you know? against Vonda, against Vonda Ward. It was on uh, Ruiz and uh, Roy Jones Jr. Uh, we were on the undercard. You won that the, fight. Uh, for the yeah, when the Reese fought for you know, fought for the heavyweight title with uh, Roy Jones. Mhm. <laughs> yeah, and also I was in uh, telefutura when they had the you know, the boxing also. So I've been around on TV and stuff. We didn't get paid as much as the men do, but you know, at least I was on T V
2: get a little bit of exposure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Not as much yeah. as, you know. But yep. Yeah.
2: So you were born in Jalisco, Mexico, and I know that because you posted your birth certificate not too long ago to shut down the naysayers. Can yes. we put to rest? <laughs> can we put to rest the <laughs> talk about who was the first Mexican heavyweight world champion? Are you number one or are you number three? There's. Can
0: you, we put one, it to rest? I'm number one on on you know I'm the first Mexican that you know I was born over there too. A lot of people in Mexico. The one I admitted, that you know. That I'm the first Mexican. They think Alejandro is the first Mexican that won the
1: world heavyweight
0: title, the WBC. But that's not it. But I mean, I understand just because I was born over there. But I'm, you know, raised over here in the United States. But you know, as the as birth certificate says, I was born over there. So therefore, I'm the first Mexican that won the heavyweight title. In Thank general. You
2: uh, yes, yes, you
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> so, know. So, Martha, two questions in one. What is your most memorable fight, and which fight do you still want that rematch today?
0: The most memorable fight would be against uh, Sonia Lamanoski. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name right. <laughs> no, it's
2: Lamanoski. Lamanoski. <laughs> <laughs> you know name? <laughs> You
0: know, you know past the solid dressing, but anyhow, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the best fight just because um, she was so confident that she was going to beat me because I was older. I was, I had retired for about six years, I believe, and then I was coming out of retirement and, you know, since Blanca and I talked about that we wanted to fight the best, she was one of the best, so, um, you know, I beat her hands down and uh, she couldn't, uh taking, she couldn't admit it you know, she didn't want to believe it she said she won, and so I mean, everybody That's wanted right. to see that the was...
2: rematch yeah. she tried That's to right. sue the commission back... yeah, because she said something the minute, it was a minute too long isn't that, there was
0: something like that yeah, if it was three minute rounds and I was like, listen, you train you a champ, you a fighter You don't... when you're in the ring, you do not matter two or three minutes, hey, if you lost you <laughs> regardless if it was three or two you know, we in there, we're having fun, we're enjoying ourselves. We don't keep time. Hey, just well, keep you're having it, time, you were having know, because
2: you were beating the hell out of her. That's why you were having fun. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know what? I always have fun when I'm in the ring.
0: I'm a totally different person. I enjoy being in the ring. I love it. It's just a feeling that I can't explain. But, it, you know, us as a fighters know how it feels being in there. You know, Karina, Vodka, you know. So, which it's fight fine. do you still want that rematch? Sonia, come on, Sonia.
2: I'm waiting for you, girl. You won't take no, it. So You'll okay. it. So, Martha, she that's the
0: most memorable. It. And
2: you want the rematch?
0: I want the rematch. And also, <laughs> if I could, I would want the reason for Alejandra, too, you know, just yeah. because we went to Mexico and, you know, um, they said that she won. It was a close fight, apparently, but. You know, things happened. We didn't get the rematch yet. I mean, it was ready to go, but things happened, and I wasn't able to, to go over there
2: and take that belt back. Well, you can drink some protein, start drinking your protein shakes and come down to
0: 154. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they got, They gotta give her a
2: drug test. Can I go over there to Cancun and walk out with you, girl? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, make sure they drug test her, because, you know, she looks like, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, she left to yeah, river right now, man she got the six pack and everything I'm like, damn, girl, what are we doing? <laughs> she said, come over here I'll tell you how, how to do it i was like, alright <laughs> <laughs> One kind of last film, thing, Martha you know? Uh-huh
2: One last thing um, Being around beautiful brawlers Being around the girls, coaching the baby face I know why you love it But what do, you, what do you get out of it? What do you give back to them? To the girls? Oh, uh, man, I mean, I love being
0: seeing these little girls uh, having so much fun in there, having a blast. Um, I always think about the the times where Blanca and I, we used to go and look for coaches because nobody wanted to train us. Now there's a place to all the girls. Any girl can come and train and, and have fun, be part of the show, um, have a good experience. Uh, we talk to them about education. About basically everything, and we teach them the the ropes on how to treat people, how to treat themselves. Um, you know that they got to go to school. Uh, you know, and, and and teach them what we learn and what we the experiences that we had, and, and tell them the stories, and you know, so they they know how it is. And I mean, all these girls that are in box in boxing, they love the sport, so they know what it takes, the discipline. It's a lifestyle that you have to be, you know, 100% in it or, you know, you're not going to be successful.
2: hmm Yeah. Thanks, Martha. I'll move on to Karina. Thank you, ladies. Hi, Karina. Hi.
1: You're Hi, so how are so you? That you're
2: so quiet. Good. How are you? I'm Good. her number one fan. <laughs> I'm a I'm number happy. two Man, cause she's number one <laughs> So, Karina,
3: we'll so I'm,
2: to you, girl. I'm gonna get you with a leg
3: kick, girl. I'm gonna get you with a leg kick. Stop. Stop. <laughs> he used to be a kickboxer. Yeah, us, uh, Blanca and uh, Martha, we go way, way back, way back for the uh, kickboxing good. days. <laughs> yeah,
2: weren't you, you and Blanca were uh, the first females on Riot at the Hyatt, right? No, we never yeah. fought it right at the no, Hyatt. We fought not, at, a, not right at
3: the Hyatt. No, at the was HP. some strike at A strike force. A
2: strike force.
3: Yeah, yeah I think well, we never,
2: gave, again,
3: never you. gave me my rematch. I never gave her a rematch. <laughs> oh, my.
2: <laughs> up, up until hey, this day, she still girl, wants a rematch. Hey, you make sure, Felipe, Felipe, you got to get that yes. story when it's your turn about that rematch and get it from my sister to tell you the story. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <and laughs> <laughs> so, Karina Moreno, trailblazer. And you're so <laughs> humble that you won't even say any, any of this yourself. So, you know, you're former WBC, minimum, and light flyweight. You're the owner of Noble and Karina's Boxing Gym in Watsonville. You're yes. You're being inducted into the 2019 International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame next week. And you also work closely with Blanca and Martha, Martha in the Beautiful Brawlers. Yes. Hey, are you uh, bringing any of your fighters to the show? Uh,
3: I have we we I have I have nice. one I have one um the Blanca's working on uh, trying to get a match for one of my girls that I have so ho- hopefully it works out. Nice. Hold on a
2: second, Corina. Okay, whoever's listening to the show, we're looking for a hundred and fifty-five to one sixty-pounder amateur novice. Please get a hold of us, a beautiful Brawlers so Corina could be in that corner and have her fight or fight. Okay, go on. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> you had a strong amateur <laughs> record of thirty six and two. You like Blanca said earlier, you on you were on the first USA national team in two thousand and took the gold. Took the world gold. Incredible. You're, 20, you're pro twenty five and six with six knockouts? Yes. So Corinna Woo! Are you headed for another world title? And if so, can you share any of the plan that you could get there?
3: Uh yeah, definitely. You know, I mean I, I had a I had a little uh, layoff for a for about 5 years. You know, I injured myself and I took some time off um and a lot of people thought that I was retired or they they didn't know what 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 was I up to since I hadn't been active in 5 years. Uh, I came back this year. I'm um, all healed up already and uh you know, my my goal is to go for for another world title um before I call it quits. You know, I still I still feel that that I still have it in me uh you know. And uh, I, I, I want to go for that sixth, sixth title. That, that's my goal. Hopefully next so you have year. To be, so, you're,
2: so you're all oh, so next year, you said? Did you say next year?
3: Uh, yes. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan, uh, you know, for, uh, you know, hopefully hopefully next year uh, go for uh, another world title. Nice. Bobby, that's, I hope um, you're
2: listening because you're going to lose your title. Yeah. Get it, girl. Get it. <laughs> Karina hey, hey, maybe, hey Karina, you should. You know, Karina, you should wait for to see who the winner of Tanisha Estrada and Marlena Sparza is, and then take their belt. Go for the undisputed. Undisputed, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, I've,
3: you know, I've. You know, I've been fighting. You know, when I I I got stuck a little. I mean, you know, I've been fighting. Obviously, when I first started in my career, I started. Fight, I was fighting at 105. Then I kind of moved up in weight to 108, and then moved up to 112. Um, but you know, I, I feel I feel a lot better uh, fighting at 105. Um, so, but uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, whatever opportunity presents out there for me, I, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I, I fight three three different weight divisions. You know, 105, 108, 112. Uh, but then again, like I said, you know, I feel a lot more stronger though at 105. That, I, that's like my natural, that's my natural weight right there, so. Nice. There you go. Three nice.
0: divisions. Who wants it? Who wants it? Who wants to get some of that? Uh, <laughs> I
2: don't think that Tanisha and Merlin, I mean, I think they're good fighters, but they're not as crafty as you, Karina. I mean, I'm just saying. And I love both fighters. I'm friends with both fighters, but, you know, I'm just saying, Karina. Thank you. Know Thank Korea. You know Karina. She's saying what you won't say. Thank you, Blanca. <laughs> hey, Corinna. Yeah. hey Corinna, the last time we tried to get you on the show, you said you were taking some classes. What are those classes about?
3: Oh, uh, you know, I, I was uh you know, I've been I've been I wanna s i am gonna I got certified to uh work with uh patients that have Parkinson's. Uh so oh, nice. uh so those were some classes that I was taking. Um so I am certified already. Um uh, so I uh, now I can start working with uh patients that have Parkinson's.
2: So,
3: oh, I'm very nice. excited, you know, to, to add that to, to our to our program at our gym at Nova Moreno Boxing, uh, you know, and uh just wanna give give back to the community, you know, and uh I've learned a lot of patients that have Parkinson's that uh, you know, boxing uh it it, it helps them a lot, you because know, it's a lot of uh eye and hand coordination.
2: Yeah. So, have you worked with uh, Rocksteady, or is
3: that a yes. different? Yes. Uh, yeah. Have. That's who I. That's who I got certified with. Uh, with Rocksteady Boxing.
2: Oh, that's yeah. Great. That's our boy. That is man. great, Nova, Did you? So then. Ready? So then, uh, Noble Moreno Gym. What you're gonna? Your your focus is to build strong community, to work with uh, people with Parkinson's and disabilities, to create
3: world champions. I mean, are you gonna tie it all in at your gym? Yes, 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 that's yes, yes. what well, that's what we're doing, you know. I'm tr- we're trying to uh you know I, I we're trying to get some, you know, some some amateurs in there. I mean, right now I just have one one young uh, man that he's really dedicated um uh, and uh but I do have some other ones upcoming. Um they they're just barely starting up. Uh but I also want to start getting some females and like I said right now I have have one female that I'm working with and uh her name is Anna and uh, one you know once yeah, I want to try to get her first amateur fight, and you know she seems to be very dedicated, and I think she can go somewhere. So, so that's my little well, project you, right there. That's nice. Yeah, with you
2: she will. You know, one last thing I just want to tell you, Karina, that. And I, you, you were there, beautiful brawlers. But every time, when Blanca gives her speech to the girls when they're all in uh, line for weigh-ins, she always talks about uh, the history and know your history, and she always brings you up to tell the history and that's one of the things I love about it I love about tonight is that there's so much history with you guys there's a lot that we can't even get done in this amount of time so yeah definitely but maybe, I mean, like I said, maybe you know... Felipe maybe Felipe <clears throat> can
1: get some more out of you guys Felipe. okay <laughs> thank you Lupi okay let me start off sure. with, thank you. with Blanca how are you doing Blanca
2: hi Felipe good thank hi. you
1: so is this the ninth tournament you have or is it the ninth annual you have you've been having it for the last 9 years?
2: Yeah, this is the ninth annual um that I have but I've had sprinkled some in between there where there're smaller shows and where I added some guys too but this one's the ninth annual where I have um all for girls we set the stage for the best fighters and then if they're not the best fighters we match them exactly even so that everybody, all the winners get a belt, and the reason I do that is because I match so even that you really have to work and win for that title. And most of the national champions that fight each other, they know that they're going to fight the best. So it's also um, a warmer up for the end of the year um, national championships. That's why people would like to come to this show.
1: How about, now, your your sister Lupi was telling me at the beginning of the show that there was you have about forty fights programmed. For this uh, for this tournament next week, how many did you have at your first tournament? How many fights?
2: I had about 25 on the first tournament, and um, I just sometimes I just can't say no. You know, when we everybody will come up and say they want to be on the show, so we just keep on trying to get more sponsorships and more belts. You know, but um, I try to keep it around 25. On this one, it's really special because it's matched with the induction. And also, the reason I'm putting four fights on is because I've got about 10 to 15 one-minute round fights. I'm focusing on the 10 and unders so that mm. they can uh, have a really nice experience into becoming, a, a, you know, an older amateur.
1: Now, one thing that Lupi and I were touching before the show started was the talent pool in female boxing. And you guys, with the history that you guys have, especially Marta and Karina, you know, you've seen it where when you guys started years and years ago, there wasn't the number of world-class fighters that there is now. And then we could only, you, we could only imagine what the next five to ten years are going to bring with the amount of female amateur fighters that you have in, in around your area and putting together these, these tournaments and everything. But for, in your opinion, and I think you might be the most qualified person that can answer this of all the people that I know, is when did you see that big jump from having, you know, being at a gym and having 10, you know, let's say 40 guys and five girls, where now you might have 40 guys and 20 girls or 25 girls or 30 girls training as hard as the guys. When did you see that jump and what do you think what what it was? Was it Clarissa Shields in the Olympics or or – I don't know, Ronda Rousey, in UFC, and she getting so big in that sport. What do you think was that big change that started bringing all these females, young ladies to the gym?
2: Well, uh, definitely, I think Clarissa Shields made a big difference. But, there, but what I want to say, too, is it wasn't just, it was just the skills that make the difference. It was people like Martha and me and Corinna that when we were back in the day and no one – look, we didn't even have separate dressing rooms. They didn't even treat us right. We really didn't have coaches. I mean, Corinna had the best out of all of us because she has Rick Noble because still her coach now. But what happened was is there was people like us that never gave up. And what we were doing is we were changing the philosophies in the gym, which was – um, before, when we were in the Bay Area, they didn't want any of us sparring each other. They wanted to keep all the girls separate. Oh, this is my girl so we're going to keep her separate. So we started changing that to have more like, hey, let's get all the girls together and let's have them spar. And then we networked. A lot of that happened in the Bay Area. We're a big um, sparring hub for that change. But at the same time, our first Beautiful brawlers went off and I said I'd never give up on boxing. There was already a group of girls that were trying to trying to get somewhere and they were all younger they were all like 13 to maybe 16 17 and then clarissa came and won that goal that i believe just turned 17 maybe even 16 and that's when people said hey i can do it too i they can relate to clarissa and i love clarissa for that because she's a relatable person and she won it and when she won she was a real person so it did make those girls want to um get together and go further. But there was also the Million Dollar Baby movie that came out, too. You know, mm-hmm. there was different things that were leading up to that. But I would say Clarissa Shield has made a big impact in the sport. She really has. Winning two golds and proving to the little girls that anybody can get in there and follow your dreams and, and win gold, that's really, I think, right, Martha? I mean, I think that yeah. happened with Clarissa. It, it did with mm-hmm. Clarissa. And a lot of people get mad, you know, they want to say, oh, it wasn't just Clarissa, but it's timing. It was. Everything is was on timing, yeah. you know. It couldn't have been somebody it have else who was at that timing, but it was Clarissa mm-hmm. that did it. So.
1: Now you're going to be inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame, but it was recently announced as well that the <laughs> International Boxing Hall of Fame, the one in Canastota, is going to start inducting female fighters and female uh, characters, female personalities, female people, women, into uh, into the Hall of Fame as well. What are your thoughts first about your induction into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame and the fact that the Canastota Hall of Fame is going to start inducting women as well?
2: I think that they should induct it. I think a lot of reason that there's big changes too is because top rank has Michaela Mayer and then Golden Boy signed, you know, um, who they signed at Sunisha uh, and they got Marlene and different people. Salida's got Clarissa. So they're signing all these people and they're making a bigger impact. And people do remember, No that there's people behind the scenes like me or I do a lot of matchmaking. Like a lot of people don't know that, but I do a lot of matchmaking. I don't go around telling everybody I'm a matchmaker, but I've made some really good um, matches and I help people get paid. And so there's people like me that work behind the scenes that, I mean, everybody might not know what we do. We don't go around and say it, but we're a big force in female boxing. I mean, you could see promoters like Roy Inglebrett. And some of the ones out here that call me and I try to match and I try to get girls more money. That's that's my deal is I try to if they call me, I try to I trade for a living. So what I do is I try to negotiate the higher purse. So and I never take anything from the fighter. So and then you have like Rosie Ramirez that was working with Don Chargin and Deborah Hawkins that worked, worked with Don Chargans and Nancy um, who works with um, Supreme Boxing and WBC. There's a lot of women out there that are doing a lot and um, it's good that we get recognized for it. It's a little different than getting recognized for um, then from the fighters because we do a lot for those fighters too. But, you know, I, I had an amateur career in kickboxing. Me, Karina and Martha started this, I think the same fight. We might've had our first kickboxing fight. But we made yeah. changes, and I think I'm getting inducted um, because I put my – I sacrificed a lot of my life for this. You know, I have kids. I got – I put everything out. I never changed my identity. I stuck with this lifestyle, whether I had kids or not. And a lot of – we go up against a lot of guys that really don't want us around, you know. But I, I don't go through that anymore because now they need us because women are actually becoming important in boxing. So – I mean, I love being inducted, and I feel really humbled, and I appreciate it. It's a beautiful recognition, but I've sacrificed a lot of my life for that, you know, and people don't understand that. Um, you know, a husband's not going to be happy. One time he told me I should mar- marry Martha Salazar. He came into said when me, Martha, and Eliza Olson yeah. were all getting ready for a fight. And it was like ten o'clock at night and I was still in the gym and he said, Hey, well you know when I got home he goes just marry Martha. You're with Martha all the time But so it's that a lot, you know, and um we I sacrificed time for this. Just like Sue Fox, you know, she's yeah. one of my mentors. Um, she sacrificed money, you know, and um a lot of times, Felipe, what's what's um frustrating about it is as we came up as women fighters and a lot of women want to get involved and say, Hey, please support us. What was happening along the way is women weren't supporting each other. Hmm. So we had to change that a bit, you know, and it's frustrating that, you know, if Corinna has a fight or if Martha has a fight, everybody wants to go, but Hey, buy the ticket, you know, like yeah, nobody wants to buy it. Yeah, everybody thinks they're a, a friend, you know, but, yeah, you have to buy the tickets, and you have to support, and I think that, you know, we helped make that change, but I, I'm I'm really honored, especially to be with, like, two people. Hey, I've already, Martha knows we've been through everything together, and Corinne knows I've been her number one fan since the day we fought. I mean, yep. I, I <laughs> love them, you know, like, the, nothing will ever take those experiences away from me, you know, and, and I'm humbled about that.
1: Now uh, moving on to Marta, you know, I'm piggybacking on Lupi's question about the fight that you would like to rematch, and the, and the fight that the 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 biggest fight that you had or the most important fight, and it sounds to me like you're hinting at a comeback. Is that true?
0: Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it like, uh, you know what?
3: Maybe, maybe. If
0: now, everything sounds good. Maybe. Everybody let
1: there, me let me put We're it out there. Let me put it out there because I remember the reason why you retired, and 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 I'm not gonna say it, but I remember the reason yeah. you retired. So is that is that issue not an issue anymore? Not an
0: issue anymore.
1: Okay. Well, then sounds good to me. If that could be. If they can make it happen, I wouldn't mind seeing the great Mansa Salazar back in the ring. Now another question. Well, I'm gonna give you the same question that I did, uh, Blanca, as far as your thoughts and how you feel about being inducted into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame next week.
0: Oh, man, it's just an honor. Um, it's a privilege to be in, in that type of uh, environment and with all those fighters and uh, non-fighters also that are going to be inducted that day. It's just incredible. Um, it's a feeling that I can't I can't say I don't have any words for it, but um, I'm proud to be in that with that type of people and that and that with all those fighters and uh, I just uh, I still can't take it that I'm being inducted again. So uh, it's awesome. Um, I always wanted to get inducted in the Hall of Fame for basketball, which was my sport back then, you know. But it became to the the boxing part. So you know, I'm happy. I love it. And whatever God brings to me and and bless me with then, you know, I'll take it.
1: Ask you, you know, in female boxing, obviously I mean we live in a sexist world and one of the things that female boxing is popular for is because it's two women which are considered Mm -hmm. feminine fighting. And one of the reasons why people don't like box female boxing is because it's two women fighting. All right? And when we think of women, we want to think of, well, not all of us, but, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, they should be submissive, they should be smaller, they should be dainty, they should be delicate. And then all of a sudden you see these two almost 200-pound women punching each other in the face, in your case as a heavyweight. Do you think that that was like a double uphill that you had to go? Not only were you a women fighting, but you were a heavyweight boxer fighting each other? So maybe that was a, a bigger obstacle to get past to get the recognition and the popularity you deserve? Do you think that was an issue or do you think it, it only had to do with you being a female?
0: I uh, know I think you got a, an issue with that too, me being, uh, you know, a heavyweight and being big. Uh, a lot of people see me and they like, oh, man, she's a fighter? What? She can't move. She's going to get knocked out, you know? And, uh, well, um, I'm always – trying to put people wrong when they think of something about me. And so, you know, I showed them that I can move. I can be quick. You know, I got a lot. I don't know if you've seen some of my fights. I can really move pretty good as a, being a heavyweight, you know. And uh, so that was one of the challenges. But, you know, I overcome that um, as I show them. And, uh, you know, it's just part of the game. And as, as we keep going and, and show people that we can fight as a heavyweight, and it doesn't matter your size, but you can still do it if you really wanna do it. And that's all the the things that I'm looking for that so heavyweight girls can see that they can fly too if they want to. Or they can mm. do whatever they wanna do. But that's a matter of the weight. It's just how you feel and how you you know, your body feels. And if you really want it in your heart then you're gonna do it and you're gonna accomplish whatever you need you wanna do
1: in life. Now my last question for you Marta is you know, you've been in the ring with Alejandra Jimenez, who defeated you for that WBC heavyweight title. Now she's moving down to 168 to challenge Franchon Cruz-Dezern for the super middleweight title. What do you think her chances are in that fight on September 14th?
0: And I like both of them. Um, I know both of them personally, too. And um, it's going to be a great fight. I mean, um Alejandra can move, she can fight. I mean now you see that she's stronger, so I don't know how she's gonna feel uh fighting Francesca. So um it could be an interesting fight. I can't say uh they're both good, they're both great fighters. Uh one is a champion, one is not, and the other wants the the belt and the other one's to hold it, so I think it's gonna be a great fight.
1: Thank you. And now we move on lastly to Karina. Karina, how are you doing tonight?
3: Hi, good how are you Felipe?
1: Okay. Good. Thank you. I mean, there's really not much that Lupe didn't say about your you and your career. I mean, ever since I started following female boxing, I've heard the name of Karina Moreno and um, all of her accomplishments. And um, and you did take that hiatus. You came back with two fights this year. Um, did you always think? I mean, it was a, it was a five-year, six-year hiatus. Did you always think during that time that you were eventually going to come back? Oh, were there some times there that um that maybe you were doubting if you were gonna step into a ring as a professional
3: uh, no no not at all you know i, I like I said i I, I got injured uh, I had to take uh, I was forced to take time off uh, that was the only reason why it wasn't it wasn't that I decided to take some time off because I was doubting my ability of fighting uh, not at all Um uh, and uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as I got cleared, uh, from my doctor that I was good to go, uh, you know, back competing wise, I was like, Okay, I wanna get back in that ring as soon as possible and uh we had been trying to get a couple of fights for already for over uh a year and it was just being so difficult to get something so and then finally when I got the opportunity uh we took it and uh, and you know, I'm 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 happy. Obviously, uh boxing boxing is my world, you know, when I'm in the in that ring. <laughs> that's my world right there and uh and you know I enjoy it a lot and I have a lot of fun with it uh, I, I love training um so you know so I I I feel I still I still have it in me
1: now when you got back into the ring earlier this year did it did, was it like getting on a bike and, and it came all back to you or did you feel that you know there was a little bit of rust there and you needed to work on it a little bit more
3: uh no no not at all. Obviously you know the timing you know uh a little bit of my timing I felt that it wasn't quite there but uh but it just took a, it took a couple of rounds uh into my into the fight and then uh, you know it just all came back.
1: <laughs> now you mentioned that you feel more comfortable at 105 pounds and that you're, the ultimate goal is to win that sixth world title. I know that you know Blanca mentioned the WBC. But Yogasta Valle from Costa Rica just won the IBF title. Will be that would that be a fight that you would be open to, even if it's not for the WBC title?
3: Oh yeah, definitely. You know, I'm I'm am open for uh, you know, any, any, any title. Any any title, uh, you know, if I get the opportunity, uh, you know, I I'll I will i will take it, you know, you know. I've
0: been won the WBC
1: up, but uh but I'll I'll fight for Blanca it. You know, will any hook title.
0: You up.
3: Uh, what are your,
1: <laughs> and what are your thoughts about being inducted into the international women's boxing Hall of Fame next week
3: oh man you know it's 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 quite- it's it's quite an honor uh you know you know it's it's i mean when I found out I was like wow this this you know all my my hard work and uh, and it's great when you know somebody acknowledges you know all that you've done um from day one from the amateurs uh up to what i've accomplished as a professional you know i'm a obviously former you know for, former five time world champion three weight divisions um and you know and being inducted you know with Blanca and Martha I mean like I said of me course. and them we go way back from the kickboxing days and uh and it's 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 amazing and as well you know also Missy Florentino is going to be inducted and me and her were in the USA women's boxing team when I was an amateur um so it's going to be great you know to see her I haven't seen her you know it's been it's been many years already since the amateurs that I haven't seen her so it's gonna be you know hopefully she's here she's gonna be coming I'm assuming uh, you know Wendy Rodriguez you know I fought her Elena Reed we did an exhibition so it's you know there's there's quite a you know quite a quite a woman in there that are gonna be inducted and it's, it's an honor you know just to be part of it and also being a local local. it's gonna be local you know it's close close to home in the Bay Area Uh that's even a plus, and then with Blanca having her show, Beautiful Brawlers, the next day, um, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be a great a great a uh, great weekend.
1: Great. Now, before we let you guys go, Blanca, give us the story yeah. of that rematch fight or the fight, the rematch that didn't happen. <laughs> oh,
2: for Karina Morano? Okay, so we went. Um, we went um, at. To uh, ESPN, we fought on strike Strikeforce. I thought it was a really good fight, you know. I, my, um, it was actually great in the to be in the ring with Corinna. Uh I have a lot of respect for her, and even in the ring. Well, not in the ring. I don't because I wanted to beat her. I really did, but I didn't. I lost, and it was um, I I felt like I should have the rematch because Corinna all of a sudden switched to boxing. So I she was running from me, so I was like, "Okay, Karina, I want that rematch, <laughs> but it, actually, I went to her gym when she had a gym, and I had a gym, and it was really, really cool because we were women that had gyms out here, so I said, Hey, I'm gonna bring the kids over, or she invited me and the kids over, so we' go over there, but before I asked Karina, Hey, do you think I can get a couple rounds to do my rematch? Karina had media there, Now, who's there out there, Karina, that took pictures? But we went in there,
3: and
2: um, so I think I lost the sparring, but at least I got in there,
3: right, Karina? I got in there. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, it, it takes a, you know, and uh, you know, as a you know, as a as a fighter, you know, it take, I always tell my, my 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 kids, you know, my students, I always tell them, you know, it takes a lot of guts to get in in that ring and and spar. You know, it, it takes a lot of guts. Not everybody will do it. You know, everybody will train, but uh, stepping into into that ring, it's a to- it's totally different.
1: Well, I think it's only fair yeah. that on um, next Saturday, the 31st, Karina takes her gear, and you guys have a special <laughs> attraction at the Beautiful Brawlers. I would do it, but,
2: of, but hey, Karina's got to tie one hand down her back, because she's still so fast. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the opening show. The... Opening show.
1: There you go. Well, well,
3: okay. Live.
1: Okay. We wanna thank and I wanna, for, I wanna, uh, add, I wanna
3: add something real, really quick before you let us go. You know, I wanna, mm-hmm. you know, I wanna. Say, you know, to Blanca and Martha, you know, what you guys are doing for female boxing, it's great, you know, and uh, I really appreciate it. You know, all this, you know, you guys do a lot for female boxing, and, uh, you know, and I just can't thank you enough, you know, if it wasn't for you guys putting those great shows that, you know, that you always put on, and, uh, you know, the girls would, I don't know where they would be, you know, and uh just want to say, you know, thank you. Thank you, Corinna, that's a lot
2: thank coming you. from
3: you.
1: Yes. Thank you. Well, we want to thank uh, Blanca Gutierrez, founder of the Breeding for Brawlers, uh, former world champion Marta Salazar, and former world champion Karina Moreno for being here on the show with us. It's our first ever in 72 episodes where we have three people on the line at the same time. We've had two yeah. before, What's never three. Up? So, <laughs> ever, ever trailblazing, uh, all three of you guys, especially here on the two minute round. We want to thank you. We wanna wish you Thank all you, the Billy best Bam of Lupe. luck. Yeah, and uh Thank we wanna congratulate you for your induction into the International Women's Boxing Hall of Fame and for the beautiful brawlers. Uh Are no, you coming? I'm not gonna be able to I'm not gonna be able to make it, but I'll be there in spirit. Oh. Actually, I don't know oh, if you no. Yeah, I uh Tony's I Tony. actually I I uh I designed and uh, put together the uh the program so Every time you open that program, you guys can think of me because I'm the one that made it for us, uh, All right. All right. <laughs> That's nice. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Let's get him an autograph. Well, thank conference. you for having us. Bay
2: Area Thank baby.
1: you. Thank you. Have thank a good night. night and, uh, okay, yeah. have a good night. Be safe. Good night. good night. Thank
2: Blue. you. Bye.
1: Salud. Bye, Bye. Bye. You Bye. By Martha, Bye, Blanca. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, Martha, Bye-bye. And there you had it. Blanca Gutierrez, founder of the Beautiful Brothers, former WBC heavyweight champion Marta Salazar and five time world champion Karina Moreno. So that was a uh, that was a pretty interesting interview. Um that great, was great stories. Yeah, great stories. Some good insight from uh from your sister Blanca and from Marta and from Karina. And I, and quite honestly from Karina, you know, ever since I started following female boxing, that's the one name that you heard all the time which was Karina yeah. Moreno. And uh and I wish I, 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 I want to see her fight live. I'm going to try to seek her out next time she has a fight. And when she was talking, um, you know what? She was talking, and, and Blanco was talking, and they are talking about 105 pounds. And I'm thinking, man, I would love to see a fight between Karina Moreno. Because obviously she has to work up to that world title. But I would love like to see a, yes. a fight between Karina Moreno and Amaris Quintana, who is also a 105-pounder. I think that would be a good fight for both women. And whoever wins can take that next step step, because it wouldn't be easy beating Amariz because she's a tough fighter and it wouldn't be easy beating Karina because as Blanca said, she's a crafty fighter. So, um, Yeah, that's a a real fight right there. Yeah, there's a promoter out there that's willing to do it. So we've got a little bit of time left. So before we go, let's touch on the little bit of fight chatter we have. Amanda Serrano announced on her Twitter that the winner of her fight against Heather Hardy will get Katie Taylor. So it seems only fair because, I mean, obviously we know that Amanda Serrano signed a three fight deal with the zone and matchroom boxing with the culmination of that deal being that a fight with Katie Taylor at the end of this year. But if she ends up losing against Heather Hardy, um, it would only be fair that Heather Hardy gets that fight. So it seems pretty fair yes. that that's the deal that they made. And according to Francisco Salazar, boxing com, Sineas Estrada and Marlene Esparza, have come to a verbal agreement to face each other at a neutral location in October or November, might land on the Canelo card in Vegas. But according to uh, uh, David Avila, who we talked to about this to him yesterday, he said that he had a conversation with Eric Gomez, and he said that it's up to Canelo. If Canelo ends up fighting on November 2nd, then more than likely that fight's going to land on that Vegas card. So if Canelo ends up not fighting on November 2nd, that fight might not come to fruition because I don't think there will be a budget oh. for it on another on another card but if the canelo card happens then there is enough money cuz i'm sure they're going to want to get paid the biggest purses of their like, career yeah. so far to face each other one thing that i mentioned in our private conversation about this fight is that even though we had we did say we all agreed on our private conversation that it was the time to have it stop talking about it cuz they've been trash-talking for such a long time ever since, basically, they both went pro, or not since they went pro, but since they got signed to Golden Boy Promotions or a little bit before.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But obviously, there was a little bit of a hiccup there with Marlene having a baby. So, you know, she she it, it started a lot, a lot more developed as a professional at this point uh, with the amount of fights that she had and not having that break like Esparza did. Um, and Estrada says, you know, she she fought twice since having the baby, mm-hmm. but they have been talking the whole time. Every chance they get, every interview they do, even us here when we've had uh, Estrada on here, we asked her about the fight. She says she's willing to take it and she wants to fight, and it's getting to the point where it needs to happen. But I think that for it to be more than that, for it to mean more, it, it should have a world title attached to it because. Right now, it's just two girls trash-talking. I mean, neither one of them really deserves to fight each other because of their skill. I mean, like I just said, Estrada is much more developed as a professional. So if she beats Esparza, you can say, well, she has doubles of fights as a professional, whereas if Esparza wins, we'll say, well, she has that bronze medal in the Olympics, even though Estrada has a pretty extensive amateur career as well. But it's more of a grudge match for us, to real hardcore fans that we know the trash talking that has gone uh, between them. But for, for there to be like something that's going to entice maybe not the, the more casual female boxing fan, I think that it needs a world title so that it would say, well, these two girls were tash- talking a lot of trash and it ended up being a world title on top of that as well. That's just my opinion. I don't know if you agree with it.
2: Yeah, I think you you know you are right because you gotta you gotta do it before nobody cares, and I think more it would be where no one cares about well, well you know yeah I think it would be a great fight because the fans are really invested and you'll have people will say yeah if Denise wins will be like yeah because she's tough and she's been doing that but if Marlene wins that's an upset and I think a lot of people will be upset if Marlene wins because they it think Denise be- wins.
1: And it would be because Sinisa, because this is, I didn't share this with you because I thought about it afterwards in the conversation. Sinisa right now is poised for a world title. She's ready for a world title. She should have a world title opportunity in her next couple of fights. Whereas Marlene Esparta, she's not there yet. She just hasn't developed to that point yet because she's taken her career a little bit slower than Estrada to a certain extent because Estrada did have some spots there where she wasn't fighting too often um, and she had the baby. So you wouldn't mm-hmm. call Marcella Sparsa right now a world title c- contender, whereas you would call Chinesa Strada that. So there's really no reason yeah. for them to face each other, except the fact that we want to see it because they obviously don't like each other.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I the fights that's when awesome. you have
1: two fighters, the fights when you have two fighters that don't like each other and they face each other in the ring, which we've seen it on both sides, male and female. I mean, one of the ones that I remember very prominently is Eric Morales and Marcantonio Barrera. Those are the fights that make it more exciting because you make, it makes it feel like when they punch each other, they really, really want to punch each other, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's why, that's why I wasn't really too happy when I saw, and I don't know if you were familiar with this, Loopy, but when I saw... Clarissa Shields and Maricela Cornejo get together in L.A. and have lunch and, and, yeah, and stuff like that. Because I, I, I knew that they had gone into it on, on, on social media and stuff like, okay, here we are. We're building a grudge match. And then they're like, oh, we're still going to fight, but we can still have lunch together. Well, I mean, that kind of just exactly. took the whole air, air out of the balloon for me on that one.
2: Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does kind of. Because you like that, you know, that tension. Yeah.
1: And that's why I want to see – maybe I don't want to see Raquel Miller and Marisela Cornejo have lunch anytime soon because I know they had a little bit of a grown match as well that culminated in a big back and forth in Vegas some years ago. And I'm still yeah. waiting to see if that fight gets done.
2: I know. We, you know. we talked a little offline about that too. I kind of think no one cares anymore about rock. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe her fans do. She's got a little fan base. What do you think? Do people care, if Raquel? Do people care about Raquel Miller? That's my question to you. I, I,
1: I think so. I did I did share this. I think they do because she's only eight, nine, and no. I think that there's. I mean, she has a little bit of a history with Clarissa Shields. Um, she she could face Franchon Cruz. Um, you know, she could go down to 154 and face one of the champs there. I think that that the best of Raquel Millers' career is yet to come. She just won an NABF title not too long ago. Yeah. Um, so she's building up. She has a good team behind her. She has a manager. I forgot the manager's name, but I know she's with Lou Vela. Um, so compared yeah. to Marcela Cornejo who has gotten those opportunities already and didn't capitalize on them. She was a silver yeah. WBC champion, but then she didn't capitalize on that world title against French Jean Cruz de Zern. You know, I think that there's more upside as far as like the future for Raquel Miller than to compare it to Maricela Cornejo.
2: No, you're right. You're right, right there. But she does have to work her way up to
1: Clarissa. And that would be a great one once she works her way up.
2: But Stepping stones.
1: I agree with you. I agree with you because, you know, everybody should work their way up. but, But. You know, Clarissa, I think for from, from my liking, I've been saying this almost since the show started, that it's getting to the point that she's um, she, she's going to need a pony. Yeah, she's going to yeah, need a right. no pony. I, mean, I mean, this girl that she's fighting uh, in, in October, I mean, nobody really knows who she is. I mean, even us that follow boxing, female boxing don't really know who she is. I mean.
2: Yeah, it, that might know? be her first knockout. This might be her first knockout.
1: Yeah, so but she, so has we'll to, if
2: she wants to take all the belts. You
1: know? But now, but she's now she's gonna be at 154, and now we can see the rematch there with um, Anna Gabriel's. And Anna Gabriel's, you know, did knock her down. Knocked Anna. What Anna Gabriel's mm-hmm. did in that fight, even though she gave it to a fight, she lost. She lost the fight. Clarissa won that fight, but knocked her down. So she made yeah. Clarissa Shields at one point seem beatable. Not that she beat her, and not that she came close to beating yeah. her, but, but but she made it so that you could say, hey, if you time her and land a good, hard punch, she's going to go down. Mm-hmm. She didn't get hurt, but she's going to go down. Hey, who's to say that at 154 and in a different circumstance, she lands that punch again and hurts her instead of just dropping her? You yeah. know? Yeah. That can happen. Right. And and that's what Anna Gabriel did, so she could get that rematch. And then there's other champs at 154 that can happen. And Raquel Miller, you know, she could either squeeze squeeze in and get some of those titles at one sixty that are gonna be left vacant. I I would imagine if Clarissa stays at one fifty four and build her mm-hmm. name up that way. Build her name up that way so that when she fights Clarissa at either one fifty four or one sixty, it's a bigger fight. So I think that is gonna happen and yeah. they have history. Um, it's no secret that they're not the they're each other's biggest fans. Not at all. Okay, and oh, lastly, there's
2: also Savannah Marshall too. Savannah Marshall, to Savannah Marshall who, that
1: yeah who is actually gonna we're gonna talk about her in the upcoming calendar in a couple minutes here. But yeah, there's another one thing about Clarissa, and she's very good at it. Um, and I think that's just her personality. I don't think it's premeditated or anything like that. Is that she she she. she she doesn't like having. She doesn't like anybody. What I've seen, and I follow her on social media. She doesn't like anybody else having the last word. And if you're gonna say something about her, she's gonna say something about you back. And that's been the case with Raquel Miller, Marisela Cornejo, um, mm-hmm. Savannah Marshall, other fi- male fighters. Anybody. It doesn't matter if you say something about Clarissa Shields. She's gonna say something back. And what does that do? It keeps her in the mix, and that's what you need to do as a boxer, because if you really think about it, boxers, even at her level, only fight two or three times a year, so there's going to be, so from from when the fight gets announced six to eight weeks before, and you start training to the fight, there's about two months there that that you're going to be in the news, people are going to be interviewing you, they're going to be talking about you, not every day, but Mm -hmm. often. You know, but that's only you know six months out of the whole year. But Clarissa Shields, she stays in the mix the whole year because she's always talking about somebody or about something to somebody, and that's an important thing because you always want to be in the mix so that people don't forget about you. That's
2: what I love about her.
1: (laughs) I love. Now, lastly, this was announced a couple of hours ago, but uh, Erica La Pantera Farias out of Argentina, announced today on her Twitter and her social accounts that she'll be returning to the United States and especially to Chicago on October 12th to take on the rematch with Jessica McCaskill, the 140-pound WBC champion. And we go back, McCaskill beat her in Chicago in her hometown on The, the, uh, uh, the Zone on a matchroom boxing uh, fight card, became the WBC 140-pound champion. Since then, she has uh, Unify the title, I think it was the WBA or WBO, I don't know, off the top of my head. And Farias actually suffered an injury after that fight, but now is back and is ready, as she says, to regain her crown. So that fight's going to be happening on The Zone on October 12th from Chicago, wow. Illinois. So that it was announced wow. today. Now, Rick Ramos, the trainer of Jessica McCaskill, threatened on Twitter that he was going to call in, but he didn't. So we wanted to ask him about that, but hopefully we get him on our next show, which is scheduled for September the 5th, Thursday, September the 5th, here on Block Talk Radio forward slash Two Minute Rounds. We have the Two Minute Rounds Hooks and Jabs look at the female fight world, and hopefully we'll have Mr. David Avila. I'm sure we'll have Mr. David Avila with us there. So let's move on to the upcoming calendar real quick before we say goodnight. Friday, August 23rd from Kenya, Judy Wagnolte, Will be facing Jessica Camara in a 10 rounder for a 140 pound WPC silver champ title. So the winner of that fight becomes highly ranked at 140 pounds. So after that October 12th fight, who knows, we might see one of these ladies facing the winner of the Macasco Farias fight in October. On Saturday, August 24th, Guadalupe Bautista faces Nayeli Verde in a 10 rounder for the flyweight silver WPC title. And on Thursday, August the 29th, from the Foxwood Food Resort in Connecticut, Alisa Napoleon will be defending her WBA 168-pound title against Shamel Baldwin in a 10-rounder. Shamel Baldwin's undefeated, but only in three fights. And, you know, yeah. that's, a, that's a WBA title fight for you there. And on the same card, Helen Joseph will be taking Martina Horgas in a six-rounder at Bantamweight. On Saturday, August the 31st, Kelly Ka- uh,
2: Reese is on that card. Hey, Felipe,
1: Callie yeah, Kelly Reese, Reese is on, is on, that on
2: card it,
1: too. but uh, they no, no, opponent, opponent yet, right? no opponent has been named, yeah. yeah. So I didn't put it on there, yeah. David, David, I followed David's lead, and he tries to stay away from the TBAs as far as the schedule, yeah. So, I so until we have yep. the opponent we would announce announced it on Saturday, August the 31st, La Paz, Mexico, Annabelle Ortiz will be facing Maria Milano in a 10 rounder for the 105. WBA title and there's another hundred and five pound champion there for Karina Moreno, Anabel Ortiz from Mexico City. Oh, yeah. And from London on the undercard of uh, the Vasily Lomachenko uh, Campbell fight, Savannah Marshall and I just broke I just broke my own rule. She does, oh doesn't God, have I an do. opponent yet. She doesn't have an opponent yet, but she is scheduled because that is gonna be her debut with bachelor Boxing. Savannah Marshall just signed the contract and she is scheduled against uh, uh, an opponent to be named in a six-rounder at 168 pounds. So that's actually really good for her because she made her pro debut last year in 2018 in August on the undercard of Floyd Mayweather against Conor McGregor. She's fought a couple times in England, two or three, maybe four times in England, but not too much fanfare, not too much publicity. But now in matchroom boxing and with Eddie Hearn, even if she's on the undercard, she's going to be featured on – the Zone, which is a big boxing app right now, which everybody's watching. And obviously, they're going to work up and talk about her fight with Clarissa Shields. The only defeat that Clarissa Shields has ever experienced, amateur, professional, it was against this young lady from England, Savannah Marshall. And that's the selling point. And that's what they're going to talk about. So, before we go, Lupi, I want to thank you for being with us here tonight. Uh, we want to thank Blanca Gutierrez. We want to thank Marta uh, Salazar. We want to thank Karina Moreno. We want to thank David Avila even though he's not here with us. And we want to wish you all the luck <laughs> in the world next week, Lupi, in your event with the beautiful brothers and at the International Women's Hall of Fame. We'll expect to hear a full report from you and David, who is also who will be in the house and who will also be inducted that night on September 5th, 7.30 p.m., here on blocktalkradio.com forward slash the two minute round. Lupe, your goodnights please.
2: Hey, good night, fight fans. It was fun. Tons of fun.
1: Tons of fun. We'll catch you on our next show September fifth. Have a good night. Alrighty, bye.